a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Parenting and quarantine. Sometimes you're nice and sometimes you're mean. Parenting and quarantine. Sometimes it's a nightmare. And sometimes it's a dream. <laughs> True words have never been said. Jingle for, for your jingle. <laughs> yes, thank you. A jingle for my jingle. A jingle for oh my goodness. <laughs> well, aren't you a hoot nanny tonight? Um, to come up with a jingle for our topic today, which is parenting in quarantine. Oh my goodness! You didn't say here's something. When is it you're hoping I'll say this? At some point, I'll say it. Here's something. Parenting in quarantine. Oh, boy. We're oh. doing it. Are we? <laughs> Are we, though? I think that's always a good question. It's so hard, I think, actually. Um, we have three children. They're all girls. They're aged nine, six and a half, and two and a half. <sighs> Even, I mean, I even hearing just, it out loud. Yeah, right. I think it's just, I think people thought, oh, she's going to say more. And it's like, no, because the woman needs to take a breath. I need a breath. We made these children. We brought them into this world. We are now. Responsible. Legally responsible. Right. Morally responsible. Emotionally responsible. I care for them very much. But, oh, my goodness. If this isn't a lot, I don't know what is. It's just that I think here's what I want to say. <laughs> There's so many things I want to say. Well, so it's so hard. And my therapist, who I love, keeps saying to me, she sees a wide variety of persons, from a wide variety of backgrounds. And she keeps saying, like, outside of people who are on the front lines, of course, and outside of people who are themselves sick or who are caring for someone who is sick. So that's like its own category during this time, obviously. Outside of that, people who have children who are very small are having the hardest time with this. Because like one of my very best friends has a sixth grade daughter and an eighth grade son. And of course that's hard. And it's got so its own it's, complications. Yes. Don't get me wrong. But... Both of those children can bathe themselves, can find themselves something to eat. Whether they do all the time, mm -hmm. that remains to be seen. Their butts? They can wipe their own behindies, mm -hmm. as it were. Mm -hmm. um, so there are like some of those things mm -hmm. where I just, I think the mental load of mm -hmm. it is like a little different. Now, of course, they're dealing with other kinds of things. Like I already Absolutely. said that. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I will say, you know, just being fully honest. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big comparison person. I'm oh. a, a grass is always greener. Very difficult time staying present. Right. And so I look at things like that and I'm like, oh, my God, how easy is that? They don't even know like how terrible that is. So if you're one of those people, I get you. I get you. But you know what? We're wrong. 
we're wrong for we're wrong most of the time yeah for so. comparing and assuming yeah. everything else is better yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because no, of course everyone's so dealing yucky. with their own things yes yes yucky yeah yucky i yeah. just wanted to state that for the record okay bit of a counterpoint um to your more uh, lovely um generative <laughs> perspective well, right and i'm so quick to minimize and throw away my own challenges and That's be like true. oh my gosh but this person has it so much worse like i have mm-hmm. all the caveats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm trying to mhm uh, do that I, less. I never do that. That's never your thing. <laughs> I never do that. No, that's I why we're a hilarious my, pair. My situation is way worse than anyone's. Yeah, which is and everyone almost else has a better. True. Blech. Anyway, we got so, stuff to work on, and we are getting all the time to work on it. So, um, I think that parents who have small children, given the very nature of a quarantine which means not only can you not leave your children and they cannot leave you but like you can't tag in a babysitter really Mm-mm. because you're not supposed to do that or even an, an, oh. an, an in-law maybe right can't you do can't it. really do it no uh, i think some people are doing that yes yeah, slowly but surely and i'm not complaining about that at all i'm not i have no god bless you right i'm just saying that there are very little opportunities for a break in this situation and it is very difficult and i think figuring out all the schooling for our eldest two children you mean the homeschooling i don't mean homeschooling oh this is called distance learning homeschooling <laughs> would be or other organizations call it blended learning this would homeschooling would be where i have come up with a curriculum and i'm implementing it at my own time and my pace and how i want to do it which seems extremely difficult to yeah. me. Like, yeah. I don't know that I'm, <clears throat> I don't know that I'm suited for that. Um, but this is distance learning where um, the district that we love and are a part of and the teachers that we love and have done a great job have been given materials and created materials and worked very hard to get a lot of materials to us via every app you can think of. Mm-hmm. All the apps. All the apps. Yep. And um, and so then we as the parent are responsible for getting that all worked out with our children. And that is very difficult. Uh, just difficult to keep track of and help and do and all of that. And I'm very thankful that they've done all that work. But it is hard still. And then we've got this toddler who lives here. She is possibly the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Agreed. She is very smart. Mm-hmm. She is very interesting and hilarious. Yeah, I also would say she's possibly the worst coworker and co-student that anyone could ever have. I like that you think of her as a co-worker and not how she really is, which is your boss. Yeah. <laughs> Please. She, and I think it's like by nature of being a third child, possibly she's so relentless. So she'll like, she knows if she doesn't pipe it up, no one's going to hear, like no one's going to catch that like request for goldfish. So she'll just follow you around going goldfish. I need goldfish. I need goldfish in my bowl, mama, goldfish in my bowl, mama. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why is she saying it a hundred times? Well, it's because she's smart and squeaky wheel. And she is the squeakiest wheel that I know of. Mm -hmm. Which is going to serve her so, so well. well. She's going to be such a great grown-up, but oh my goodness, isn't so, she kind I, of... You know, I, I feel like um, 
this is in some ways the beginning of a series, right? Parenting and quarantine. Probably. I feel like there's like so many lessons that we are either uh, incredible people have um, brought to us and yeah. we've tried to implement yes. or some other things that we um, are just kind of making it up on the friggity frack and fly. <laughs> Right. Correcto. And so um, to, today, mm-hmm. I think I want uh, us to focus on just one, which would be the window of tolerance. Go right? on. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So a couple of months ago in one of my therapy sessions with my beloved therapist, once again, I will mm-hmm. shout out to her. Um, she was like started talking about the window of tolerance as maybe it's something we had heard of be- or something that I'd heard of before. In that no, okay. no, no, no. And I was, I must have had a puzzled look on my face and she's like, oh, you know what that is, right? And I was like, I don't. What are you talking about? She like jumped up and drew a little diagram. And I always love it when she does that because I'm like, I know I'm about to learn something that I do not already know. And I'm so excited. And so she explains it is basically everybody, and we're not experts at this, but we have learned as much as we can about it. Who's as, you, me? Yeah, you and me. We're not experts. We're not professionals. Well, I didn't this. know what the we was. There's a oh. royal we. You and me. Yes, you and I. But we have done all we can to implement this into our home and our family. And so I will do my best to explain it. But also you should Google this because I think in some ways it seems like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. But also, oh, that's an excellent framework with which to deal with yourself and your people in your life. So the window of tolerance is that basically everyone has a window. You think of it like a window of things that they can tolerate. So a certain amount of stressors that they can take a certain like different situations that when those things happen, they and, can and remain within their window of tolerance. Yes. Go ahead. Sir, I got confused because I kept thinking window is like something you like look through. No, no, no. Right. And it's more of like a container. Like think of it like a box. Right? Is that is that sure? Sure. Like, but think of like a box with no sides. Now we're getting weird, huh? Wow, I am geometrically (laughs) confused. Yeah, yeah. So, so just think of it as like there's a line above you and Mm -hmm. there's a line below you. Got it. And everything in between that space is your window of tolerance. And a lot of times, people who've experienced a lot of trauma, their window of tolerance is um, smaller. Mm. What they can tolerate based on what their story has included and the trauma that they've experienced and whether it's been dealt with or not, that window of what they can tolerate and stay in kind of a, stay in their body, stay present, stay kind of regulated in their feelings is much smaller. So um, like everyone in the world right now, our window of tolerance, the area of things that we can tolerate has become smaller. It's shrunk um, because we are all sort of in this traumatic experience. We're facing a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress, um, a lot of conflict potentially. Um, and so our, the window of things that we can tolerate is smaller. So what happens when you face something that you cannot tolerate? You, there's like kind of two options. You either go above your window of tolerance, which is called hyper aroused, which is like angry, explosive, rage, panic, anxiety, like looping thoughts, all of that. Like if you kind of think of it as like, yeah, like buzzy, um, a huge amount of energy in your way up here, 
The other option is to go hypo aroused, which is like you basically shut down. You get really numb, you get really quiet, you disappear. And so um, so those two things look very different. And then one thing she was teaching me is that when you get if you stay above your window of tolerance and you're hyper aroused for too long, your system cannot sustain that. Mm-hmm. Like your body cannot hold all that for mm-hmm. that long. And so then you'll eventually shut down and come down to that like flat, um, disengaged, um, hypo aroused state. So, so she taught me that like months ago. And so, oh, do you want to say something? Well, no, just like, uh, bringing it back to like our present day sis like scenario scenario that mm-hmm. we're all living in most of us a pretty steady amount of stress mm-hmm. about you know our our lives our work our kids schools um will we have enough money um when will things open up can we go to the park are we supposed to wash our groceries right do we wear the mask wait we don't wear oh definitely wear the mask definitely oh you can't mask. go anywhere without the mask right should we be wearing gloves how like how afraid we... should we be when we go oh. should we be afraid at all should right. we go to the beach can we go to that thing should we go have a drink should we not have a drink should we you know yes all of it is just creating a um you know she was giving you that that uh framework exam- framework yeah um kind of in this uh example of trauma right but we now are living in a um prolonged yeah sent uh yes timeline of, of trauma yes, so within yes. that yeah yes and especially when you think of like the information's changing the data is changing the the um the finish line you know, like I think when this all started, it was like, okay, two weeks. Oh my gosh, how crazy! Mm-hmm, we're closed. Mm-hmm, school, mm-hmm, schools mm-hmm. are closed for two weeks. That's insane. And now we're like, oh my gosh, Months two weeks. That's over, a joke. Yeah, you know. Right. So it's like that finish line. Do that again. I like that. And that's a, what? what? You said it in a funny way. Oh, I don't. I don't know that's what I said. A joke. Um, but the finish line keeps moving, and so the way we're pacing ourselves, and you just start feeling depleted. Like if you're running a race, yes, and yes, that you, yes, they keep yes. moving the line, you're like, oh, I'm never going to make it to the end. Um. And so as we've thought about that for ourselves, but also for our girls, it's been a really helpful framework in this time when we're all together all the time um, to think about what, when we see a big reaction out of them one way or the other. So if they are like furious and like exploding over something, or they're like seem really kind of distant or dazed or um, flat mm-hmm. or don't want to talk. They have no words, which mm-hmm. is very unusual. Mm-hmm. We know like, okay, there, something's happening there outside of their window of tolerance. Like whether it is a very specific thing or whether it is like for our middle daughter, I think the end of the school year, the, as we get closer to that, the more upsetting that is to her, but she's six and she can't really figure out the words to articulate that. And so, but somehow realizing like she's making, missing a graduation of kindergarten, so sweet kind of a thing <laughs> and missing a teacher of hers that she really, really loved. And like, well, I get to see her again and, and, and still trying to work out that this isn't still somehow spring break right? because right. she's never done a full school year <laughs> no. before. And she's like, what are you summer break? I thought this was spring break. And we're like, oh, so no. Confused. So I feel like we had been doing a good job of just sort of layering in that idea of window of tolerance, like, yes, introducing that language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an incident. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk about the incident. The incident? I'm going to let you talk about the incident. 
Don't you give me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many eyes, um, big eyes going on <laughs> um, that I, I think you can feel them. I can see them. And there's some head shaking. <laughs> I'm going to let you describe the incident. Would you tell us what happened? So um, I think one of the things that we're realizing about our middle daughter is that she is all about like all in. Wants the family in. She wants she she loves to plan an activity. She wants to see it all the way through. Um, and uh and she wants activity. I think she's an extrovert. She'll sometimes say things. And this was before all of this quarantine business. But she would be like, I just want to go where the people are. Mm. And I'm like, same girl. Yeah. And I'm like, me. I don't think so. I don't need to see any people. Yeah. Neither yeah. is Ruby. Yeah. Ruby and, and so I are Eloise like, no, and I are no like, grasses. So, you know, Eloise and I are like, we're best buddies. Yeah. So she came up with this idea that uh, the old Dairy Queen. Um, Which... For whatever reason, they both call Dairy Queen. Like, I'm maybe not even doing it enough the way they do it, but the emphasis. So on it should be good. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. They call it Dairy Queen. Okay. Could we go to Dairy Queen? No, we no, can't. you can't. But you well, can't we can't correct that because it's so cute and we <laughs> live and die by it. But uh, go yeah, on. So we, uh, dad, we want to go to Dairy Queen. And um, here's the idea. They're doing curbside pickup. So you and me and... Uh, uh, Ruby, um, just the three of us are going to go. Mom's going to put Nora to bed. Yeah, they kind of relegated me to. Well, you don't want to go. You don't want to do well, any f- those fun things like that. Oh, anyway. I'm fun. Not really. <laughs> and then, uh, so we we're going to go there. We're going to do curbside pickup. We're going to um, put some of the cha- uh, the chairs down, which I didn't realize. Also, that's another thing. Sometimes there are. Um, uh, you may notice that uh, some of your kids who are planners maybe aren't great at articulating all of the details of the plan. And so then when they do realize that you've not intuited those super secret details, um, stuff hits the fan. Yeah. And so there, so there was a lot going on and there's a lot of anticipation. So the three of us go, we pick up at the, the, the Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. We sit in the parking lot. We eat our ice cream. Uh, we have a bit of a dance party. It's very fun. Um, we play Uno. And it's getting late. It's like 8, 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, and it was a weekend. And, you know, God knows what day or time it is. So yeah, right. who, what, who cares? <laughs> but I was ready to just, you know, let's it wrap this thing up. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? It's time to go, ladies. That was super fun. And Eloise just loses her mind. She did not want this to be done. Did She didn't no. want it to, to be over. Yeah. She just wanted it to go on and on and on. She was living on. her best life. Yeah. And she didn't want this. Want, and she had planned home. it. She had planned it. Yeah. Yeah. But now it was over. And so um, a couple times trying to be like, hey, you got to get in your seatbelt or get in your seat, put your seatbelt on. And she's like plastered herself uh, backwards against one of the the seats in the back so that I can't even turn her around to sit Mm -hmm. her down to buckle her in. Mm -hmm. Now, meanwhile, 
I'm starting to feel my window of tolerance <laughs> shrink <laughs> by the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been a long day. Right. I've done my own like stuff trying to figure out like grown up work business and thinking we're going to do some fun, sweet activity. And we've done it to the best of my ability. Right. And she like you've played Uno at 830 p.m. in a parking lot of a Dairy Queen. Yeah. Like you've done this. We've we did it. it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. Congratulations. That is going to be a wonderful memory. And she just is like doubling down on the no. This mm-hmm. thing isn't ending and there's nothing you can do that can stop this from happening. Well, I'm a 40-year-old grown man. Right. And she is a six and a half-year-old child. Right. And so after a number of like what I felt like were very calm, very mm-hmm. uh, reasoned attempts at mm-hmm. getting her to sit down, I lose it completely. And I do the like hand in the back seat. Yeah. Reach, reach, reach behind. The reach. And the then claw. the claw. <laughs> but then I went full. We weren't driving. Yeah, so of I went straight back and like I grabbed her shirt. Oh. And I yelled so loud in her face. Right in her face. You need to listen when I tell you to do something. You say yes. Dad, you need to listen to me. Right. And she just started weeping. Of course. I buckled her in. Ruby is sitting there, totally silent, completely white. Yeah. White as a ghost. Yeah. My heart is racing. Everyone is like... Yeah, yeah. So we drive home in complete silence. We pull up into the um, driveway. I say, Ruby, you can go inside. Eloise, you stay here. So Ruby like goes, okay. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Just get in, in in the house as soon as possible. And so Eloise and I sit in the car for a little bit. And the first thing I say is, I'm so sorry I yelled at you. I'm sorry I grabbed your shirt. I'm sure I scared you. I didn't mean to scare you. I, I I didn't know what else I could do to get you to to listen to me. Um, and I, I need you to listen to me and I need to do a better job at trying to like control self, you know, give have self-control. I was like, I am sorry. Will you forgive me? She says, yes. I said, can we start again? And we go inside. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, <laughs> Ruby has come in mm-hmm. and she's like a little flustered uh-huh. and um, like almost in tears. And I'm like, hi, thinking that like I'm expecting the three of you to come dancing in. Yeah. Right. Like we've been hopped up on blizzards and we're here for it. Candy blizzard. Right. And games and dancing. And um, she just like sort of runs in and and she's near tears and she's like, oh boy. 
And I'm like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she says, daddy shattered his window of tolerance. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So then she like relays the whole story to me and she's like, and Eloise just want to listen. And it was just escalating. And daddy was getting so mad. He was really trying to get her to be, you know, get her buckled. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But she had this like pretty clear grasp on my dad couldn't take it anymore. And he went right over top and shattered that window. And I was like, all right, then. I'm like, and uh, where are they right now? And she's like, I think they're trying to patch things up in the car. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, excellent. Um, which was funny because then the next day was my dad's birthday and they live like a mile and a half away. So we went to have cupcakes in the driveway at a socially distant, no, a safe social distance. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean to say. And... um. She relayed all of this to him. Oh, last night, my dad shattered his window of tolerance. My parents were like, what now? What is this? Um, But I think that, I think that having that language Mm -hmm. has been tremendously helpful. For all of us. For all of us. Because then, and so we have um, a friend, Lindsay Bauman. Mm -hmm. Right. So then that night... Um, after, uh, everyone had gone to bed and, um, I had seen this, uh, Lindsay Bauman, you had tagged me in it, her post or something. She was like doing a oh, free- no, I, I think I, I'd like posted it in stories. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's this therapist in Seattle. She went to the Seattle school, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she does these beautiful illustrations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The illustrations. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's not like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an artist myself, so I'm always like, am I saying it the right thing? Um, but she's a therapist and she's she creates these beautiful illustrations that illustrate these um kind of complex ab- yeah, abstract ideas. concepts. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, so that you can look at it and go like, oh, okay. And her I think her work is beautiful and I think it's so helpful. It's been really helpful to me. Um, we should share her link because I think her work is great. But um she had posted and it, and so the the way she illustrated the window of tolerance was actually a rainbow. So when you're in the middle, you're part of the rainbow. You're in that window of tolerance where when when things come at you, you're okay. You're able to cope. You're able to um, manage it. You're able to stay regulated. And then on either side was like a big cloud at the end of the rainbow. And one side was when you're hyper aroused. The other side was when you're hypo aroused. And so um, you're either like. Going berserk. Yeah, like you're like lightning in the Dairy Queen parking lot. Yeah, or or you're over here. You've checked out. Raining. Right. Yeah. And so that night, I I think reposted that as a story or something. And then I woke up and I had seen it. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to print that out. (laughs) So the next morning, everyone woke up. Well, you bought it. Well, I bought it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I I printed it out. Right. Yep. And then, um, so the next morning, there it was on the um, refrigerator. But mm-hmm. then later that afternoon, Ruby had gone ahead and sort of made her own version of it. Yes. Um, kind of her own articulation of it. Yeah. Like, and hers was a cutout heart. Mm-hmm. That's her window. Yeah, her window of tolerance is a heart. Um, And then, 
Yeah. Like kind of overlaid it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was just the sweetest. And I think one thing that, and, and we, I mean, of course that was like part of the language that we were able to go back and talk with Eloise. Like once everyone was feeling more calm to then kind of relook at what had happened Mm -hmm. in the car for both of you, Mm -hmm. because I think she was outside of like, she, this was like her one shot in like weeks to be able to plan something and get out and organize something. And like, I don't want it to be over. Like she couldn't Mm -hmm. tolerate that. Mm -hmm. Like her little body was like, no. And she didn't have the words because she's six and a half. And so it just came out in this whole other way. And I was 40 and you know, I also, (laughs) you also lost (laughs) your mind. Um, but I think having that language, what was so good about as we weren't able to go back and talk about it, they both were able to see that the way and I have like plenty of stories that are just the same. I don't mean to be like single, singling you out. It's just that's the story we told. But that the way that you reacted was actually not about them. Like Correct. they then couldn't internalize my dad thinks I'm bad mm-hmm. or my dad doesn't Yeah, because like we, we had this. F- yes, because we had already sort of began to talk about this concept. Then we had this thing that happened and then we then had like the actual illustration sitting on our refrigerator like allowed them to um exactly that uh, understand that this wasn't about them but this is about like a whole other thing it gives us this whole other framework well and it was like your reaction was about you yeah your reaction was that like of yes could uh would it have been great if eloise had been able to do what you said when you asked her the way you asked her, obviously. But even though she, even though she didn't like, it's your responsibility to manage your reaction. Correct. And you were on also unable. And yes. so it's like that, that big reaction that she saw and experienced that was actually about you. And the fact that you weren't tolerating, mm-hmm. it wasn't about her. Yeah. And for now, all, all every, all of us to have this sort of joke of like, mm-hmm dad shattered dad shattered his window of tolerance Mm -hmm. is like this beautiful way of all of us going like this wasn't about like our uh, this wasn't about anyone being wrong or bad Mm -hmm. or um or even misbehaving Mm -hmm. this was about like dad Mm -hmm. not um having better Mm self-control and but now we can talk about it in this kind of fun, lighthearted way. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, that's just one of many that I think we want to talk about that mm-hmm. um, having those, I mean, for us, they're like gold. Yeah. And I think because it's a great example for them to see us make mistakes Mm -hmm. and be able then to go back and talk about it and like help, help name the story, you know? So it's not like they're not like taking, um, misinformation from that event, Mm -hmm. but also, um, like when, when you're outside of your window of tolerance, when you're either above it or below it, you don't have access really to like reason and you don't have access to like, yeah, you're all limbic. Yeah, you cannot make, you're not making good decisions. You're not like. You, you, what What is limbic? I mean, um, would you be able to like quickly describe what that is? 
No, I, I don't know it's how like to put words brain, to it. Your lizard brain. Yeah, it's the it's your um, part of your brain that's like fight, fight or, or flight. flight. Yeah, yeah, where it's like yeah, least creative decisions, and all of a sudden you just go yeah, and um, you're you're not able to yeah reason. Yeah, so it almost doesn't matter what anyone else says to you. You can't really hear it. You can't really yeah. I was just sort of thinking maybe that would be important. Right. If we said limbic. Yes. (laughs) For sure. Um, And so to also understand that, like, there are things you can do when someone is outside of that, like grounding, which is another thing I've learned. So it's like, how do you get you what you're wanting to do in that moment is get someone back in their body. Mm -hmm. So either. So um, let me like go back real quick and then we can kind of like wrap it up. Um, All right. So. So we have this idea of this window of tolerance has been super helpful for our family. How would you sort of translate it in a way to be helpful for people who are just going to try and like figure it out or just try it? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's first of all, just noticing like when you are like, why like you feel angry or you feel ragey or you feel explosive or you're like, wow, I feel really flat or whatever, whatever it is, whether you're, and I think most people tend towards one or the other. Like a friend was texting me about the window of tolerance and was like, why do I seem to only live outside of my window of tolerance? As they were looking at the, the adjectives that it described being outside of the window of tolerance, they were like, I think I live my life mostly outside of the window of tolerance. I'm like, Mm. well, okay, that's a good thing to notice. That is a good thing to notice. But so then I think we've also learned that there are some things you can do when you are in that state, when you do feel those big feelings where you're not managing, you're not able to cope with something that's come your way. Um, The idea is the goal as, as far as I've understood it so far and the studying that we've done is like to get back in your body to help yourself regulate and like kind of calm down. So like a big thing is breathing. A big thing is breathing and slowing your breathing down and like taking those inhales through in through the nose, out through the mouth. And so with the girls we've started doing and someone else posted this and I'll have to find it because I do not mean to take credit for it in any way, but it um, talked about it as hot cocoa breaths. Hmm. So it's like you pretend you're holding um, a mug of hot cocoa and you're breathing in in through your nose as if you're smelling the chocolate and the marshmallows. And then you breathe out slowly through your mouth as if you are um, cooling it down, cooling the hot cocoa down. So it's like a really good visualization for kids or moms um, who are worked up or stressed out about something to just help you like you'll notice that if you're really worked up, you might be either holding your breath or you're breathing really shallow or you're breathing really hard. And it's a good way to help regulate your breath, which helps regulate your body. And then just like grounding techniques. So it's like noticing what are those senses? Like, so sometimes we'll do with the girls now, like, all right, real quick, say five things you can see, like anything. Like I can see the curtain. I can see you. I can see my shirt, you know, and then we'll say, okay, what are four things you can hear? What are three things you can smell? What are two things you can feel? What's one thing you can taste? And so it just helps them stop thinking about whatever the swirling things are. And just like, it's you kind of slowly back in your own body and your own right, like right now experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those things have been helpful just to try to, practice what are the things that can help us like bring it back in okay now we can carry on you Mm -hmm. know 
Mm. Um, and to try to be sensitive a little bit when we know things are extra challenging. So like I expect that this week might be really hard for Eloise because she really is starting to understand there's five days of school left. Mm. I'm not going to have this connection with my teacher anymore. Mm. And so I think we're, I, I'm expecting that her window of things she can tolerate may yeah. be a little bit crunched this week yep. and that's okay. And we yep. can yep. help her with that. But yep. um yep. Yep. It's just, it's a helpful tool that helps everyone, I think, realize what's going on with the other and with yourself and to realize that so much of the reactions we see in each other are not about each other. Yeah. I bet there was a better way to say that, but. That's all right. That's good. I didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's on them. (laughs) All right. So that is the window of tolerance. And I would say, at least from my perspective, the goal is to not shatter it. Yes. And I would say, um, just like practice, notice, uh, notice if that comes into play at all this week and see if that could be a helpful thing for your family, because it certainly has been helpful for ours. Well, that is something. Here's something is brought to you by Studio 8. Please comment and subscribe. Hi.